0: After a long summer of waiting, deliberating, analyzing what would happen, the 2021 Emmy Award ceremony finally was tonight. No, we want to talk about sports still.
1: Yeah, I'd rather. I think I'd rather talk about sports.
0: All right. I mean, Ted Lasso did pretty well, but whatever. I guess let's talk about it. I haven't
1: watched Ted Lasso. By the way, if you say it wrong, it's Lasso.
0: We live in America. We definitely don't say that.
1: <laughs> you live in America.
0: But, yeah. You but, definitely say that. <laughs> like, the Emmys are in America. So, all right, fine. We'll talk about mm. football.
1: Yeah. The other football, anyway.
0: Just came off the high that was the Chiefs-Ravens round four. Lamar Jackson finally, you know, figuring out Patrick Mahomes, sort of. hmm Mm -hmm. Break the leg, redeeming himself in SoFi Stadium. What else? I mean, there's uh, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence throwing a couple picks. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. had kind of
1: a meltdown there, didn't he? I mean, Joe Burrow too. I mean, Burrow threw like three ints on three pass attempts. Three in a row. Yeah, I mean that's just. I mean, I'd love to say it's absurd, but it's happened one or two times as a whole, but it's always funny when it does. I mean, you know, like I can say, I'd be like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a great young talent. He's just growing pains, you know. But uh, I gotta say, I don't think it does him any good to throw those picks. And I think that if he could take them back, he would. You know, it's not like, oh, good, that's part of his growth. It's part of his growth is just being really bad at football.
2: I mean, I mean, yeah, that that just kind of happens. I mean, was that when we saw a rookie just come out, you know, guns a blazing, and just you know, mm. perfect from there on out? Rarely it ever happens. I mean, even Peyton Man threw at twenty eight his first year in the league, yeah, yeah. being top three quarterback of, of all time. It's just a part of the growing pains.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I respect, I respect, and I know that you know, I, he's essentially still a rookie at this point because he had, he missed most of his rookie season because of that injury i mean he's uh you know he still doesn't have a great amount of time on the field and you know i'm a massive advocate for giving rookie quarterbacks especially as much time as you can for them to develop i mean uh, you know you never know when a guy will take that next step but you know and i think the bar still got it but uh incorporate performances like these aren't encouraging Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know i mean it's usually it's indicative of 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 significant traits and unless he's able to correct those traits it's going to be his downfall i mean how many great quarterbacks you know coming out of college have we seen who do zero development as soon as they arrive in the nfl i mean you know guys who are into the number one number three number five overall picks consistently bust out because they get to the nfl and don't adapt that game in any way and uh i don't want to see that from Burrow but uh that wasn't ideal it was definitely not his best
2: Not
0: at all. Mm -hmm. Let's flip it over to Chicago, though, who has Justin Fields waiting in the wings, Mm -hmm. fans clamoring for him. Andy Dalton taking up space. It seems like Fields Mm -hmm. gets a shot, doesn't make the most of it, but he's played, you know, meaningful time in a game that they wound up losing. But does Matt Nagy have to stay with Fields now or if Dalton's ready to go week three, is he the guy?
1: I mean, Chicago won that game 20-17. to 17. Fields didn't really do what they needed to win, but he did show that he's willing to make the mistakes. I think that's something that I can respect out of an actual rookie a little more. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's not afraid to sling it. He makes the plays with his legs when he has to, but he doesn't rely on them. It's, it, there's a lot of encouraging stuff from Fields. Um, but the Bears, I think, are still deluding themselves in that they're trying to compete this season. And you know, until they're ready to let go of that, then they're going to continue. There's still always going to be a case for Andy Dalton as a, as their starting quarterback because Dalton is, I think, I think unequivocally the better quarterback as of now. It's just yeah, you know, they're they're more about giving Fields time on the field to develop. But you know, if he if he develops in the wrong thing, he in the wrong way. He solidifies the wrong traits and might be worse long term. But I personally would have benched Dalton and started this season with Fields and kept him out there because we know Dalton's not the future. Fields might be. Make him work.
2: So how I feel about it, um, I would personally just play him because, you know, obviously he hasn't played in the, you know, in the first, well, he played in the first game, but he didn't really get the, the yeah. reps. So, um, like I said, I I would have played him because what's the point of tra- with trading up for him, giving up assets just to not, just to not play him. I mean, let's just say it doesn't necessarily work out, you know, going forward, at least you can say that you tried by, by you kind of babying him and, you know, kind of having them, quote-unquote, sit and ride the bench and, I guess, kind of earn his stripes behind Andy Dalton, who I don't really think is all that good to begin with, yes. is the, doesn't really make any sense. Because you've seen it work both ways, where a guy has sat and, you know, ended up playing eventually and it still didn't work out. Or you had a guy that came out directly and it still didn't work out. Yes. I would just, I would just play him. I think he's way more skilled then um Dalton and I think he'll end up getting it going forward. But I don't really see the point in not playing him. Just let him go through the growing pains and he'll eventually get there. Yeah,
1: I mean it's not like they're trying to compete for the division right now. There's no way they can edge out teams like Green Bay or even Minnesota, I'd say. <laughs> um but you know I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that uh they know that yet. So until they do I think it's a good point.
0: A lot of close games today. A lot of games came down to who had the ball last. In a few upsets, which game had the most surprising result?
1: I mean, I'd love to say Chiefs-Ravens, but we all know what Lamar can do when he's working with a substandard secondary and uh, defensive ends who just can't actually grab him. Um, so I'd say my biggest, uh, my, my most surprising upset of the day um might be titans over seahawks because there's more 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 because of how they looked at you know nearing the end of the fourth quarter seattle was dominating they were essentially they i mean their defense was making all kinds of plays against tennessee and you know they were letting derrick henry run all over you but everyone knows that if you just let them run all over you but beat them in the passing areas then you'll consistently win games anyway um but the fact that seattle just kind of they they emptied the mag into their own foot near the end of the game. Any given opportunity to make a significant mistake that would cost them the game is one that they took. And it's shocking. I mean, every it, it seemed like every snap they did whatever they could to make things easier on Tennessee. And uh, they just bled it all away. But I'd love to say that uh, this Raiders-Steelers game, that was an upset for me. I mean, where did this Vegas team come from? Now that you know, they're just beating, you know, beating, uh, you know, playing one of the best games in the early windows of week two, beating Baltimore in primetime in week one. Like, what are they going to do next?
0: Probably lose by 30. I mean, that's just how they go.
1: Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. They play Miami in week three.
2: So, my answer would probably be between the Miami and Buffalo game and the, um, the Saints and Panthers game. Not oh. necessarily not not necessarily who who won, but how it happened. It's like, yeah. okay, we I I picked Buffalo to beat Miami. I I know they I know you're welcome. I know they I know you don't really have too much going for you as, as a Bills fan, so I thought I should at least give you that. Oh. So Got you. um I don't think Tua is all that good of a quarterback right now. And I've seen the offense struggle with him in um, but even with him going out, I didn't feel like there was too much of a drop off with a veteran and Jacoby Brissett. I know they weren't, you know, going to score 30 points like Buffalo did, but for them to not put up a single point, that's kind of, kind of surprising. Um, and also from the saints um, part, I know Green Bay kind of tanked, I guess, not take, but they literally played the worst possible game that they could have played last week. And to see, what New Orleans came out and what they didn't do today, only scoring six points. I know Carolina, they lost a lot of one possession games last year. And if, you know, you take some of, some of those games and, you know, it goes it goes the other way, they're potentially a playoff team. So it's not, it's not like Carolina has, has not been a bad – I mean, it's not been a pretty solid team. They just got, got a lot of bad breaks. And you see in, in the second year under Matt Wool how much they've stepped up so far. And um, I know they've only played the Jets in week one. I have to get you two, Stevens. the Jets suck. So, um, yeah, just surprising on how little they were able to do from the Saints' uh, point of view is really surprising as well, especially from what I saw them do last week.
1: Yeah, last week they just carved up a great defense. This week they put up seven points against the Panthers, who have arguably the weakest secondary in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of what I think JC Horn they picked up in the first round this year, outside mm-hmm. of him they don't really have any major talents. Yep. In the secondary, I mean, I think uh, Jeremy Chin is a pretty good safety. The rookie somewhere. from last
2: season. Yeah, but uh, I mean, they were talking about.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's all they got. I mean, uh, any 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 mediocre passing game in the NFL, especially a guy with as much passing experience as famous James Winston, um, should have taken advantage. And the fact that they didn't um, is indicative of poor things to come. But um, I was more, I was quite pleasantly surprised with that Panthers offense. They, so they were so balanced. They managed to find they they found a way to make Sam Donald work efficiently in the pocket i mean you know he's not going to be out there getting mvp votes but he can manage this offense well enough to get them to some wins on the back of mm-hmm. a great front seven yep. you know and uh, talented playmakers around him i mean you know whenever when it comes down to it he's got one of the most talented running backs in the game in cmc um he already had that chemistry with robbie anderson from uh, their time together in new york i mean i think uh mm-hmm. there's pl- there's plenty of reasons why this team could succeed and, you know, you're right, Deontay. They, they lost some games. Like, I think it's eight games, seven games last year um, mm-hmm. by, yeah, like, it. three points or less. And mm-hmm. um, like, like, two of them were missed field goals. And yeah, there's a lot of coin flip type of stuff that could have gone their way that would, have, that would have won them the extra two games, I think, that they needed to get into the playoffs. So, I mean, this this could very well be a playoff-contending Panthers team. Not necessarily a championship-contending team and especially not coming out of the, uh, the NFC the way they are, but that there's a uh, there's potential there and i think they could uh, be a team to keep your eye on you know they, they could upset a major team they could lose to a small team they're just right there yep
2: exactly mm-hmm. but and- i do
1: want to I, I gotta i'm sorry steven i gotta comment on my bills though because uh after last week there were a lot of us bills fans out here looking suicidal mm-hmm. um and it was not a good look i gotta say i'm generally a pretty positive pretty reasonable pretty laid-back type of fan i mean you know when the game's on i'll phone with the mouth sure but generally I'm, I'm reasonable i make understandable assumptions and i don't freak out over anything but being surrounded by bills fans having a meltdown thinking that one game is indicative of josh allen being you know a one-year wonder a bust he's coming off of this 258 million dollar contract we just gave him and suddenly he's bad now like that's that's just not the case that's not how um talented players work in the nfl you don't blow up in the way that Josh Allen did without having consistent success behind you. And, um, he's still shaky. He's like, he's lacking a little confidence that first game should, um, rocked his vote a little bit, but, um, you can see it all over the pitch this week. It was much better, um, paying against still an incredibly good secondary, you know, with two of the highest paid corners in the league right now. Uh, and he's, uh, he's coming back. He just needs a little more time to get back in form. And I think by mid season, You know, as quarterbacks especially do, it's going to take a little time at the start of the year to get that. How many, you know, how many, how many guys have won MVP based off the first, second week of the season? And how many of them do it because they did a great, I mean, it would, would, Russell Wilson would have five, six MVPs right now if he awarded it that early. Instead, he's got zero votes all time, which I love to mention.
0: Brings up an interesting debate we had a little earlier about if, Tua was playing would it have helped Miami much I think no I don't, I don't know maybe it's because I've just you know seen him twice a year for 22 years I don't really see what it is with Miami that everybody gets like all excited about but I mean without him if if they don't have you know their left-hander out there it might be you know mm-hmm. tough sailing for him
1: but if see, here's the thing though is that um, Tua had I think two and a half, three drives before he got hurt and he yeah. put up zero points on the board. Jacoby Brissett had the rest of them and he puts up zero points on the board. That's a great mm-hmm. statistic for me. Um, those drives didn't go anywhere. I mean, Tua wasn't making first downs. He wasn't throwing the ball um, into, into tight coverages downfield. He wasn't, he wasn't do, doing anything impressive. Jacoby Brissett at least had the veteran sort of experience and the presence of mind to, you know, know when to throw the ball away and know when to take the check down and, It's he was, he's, he's just a much more reasonable average run of the mill everyday quarterback, which isn't a problem, but it means that he's not going to, he's not going to win you a championship, but he's still not, he's going to be far from, he's, he has a a higher floor and lower ceiling than a lot of guys out there, um, which makes him an ideal backup quarterback because he's not going to lose you that game. And he didn't lose him to do that game. Dolphins are dropping balls all over the place that defense was suffocating from buffalo We got like six seven sacks on the day tons of tackles for loss it was um devastating and the offense was able to cash in on the great field position they were consistently being awarded. and it was sort of it was ideal ideal typical american football it was great um and but miami was just consistently making mistakes and um if the team around tour fails then it doesn't really matter who, who who's playing but uh, that being said, I don't think Brissett played any worse than of was in his time out there. Can't
2: agree more. Mm.
0: There was another game nearly window today between two AFC East teams that.
2: Yeah, this is what I wanted. to yeah. do, I wanted. To... I okay, so
0: <laughs> I don't I don't talk as much as you know a lot of people do on their short own podcast. Shirt. That's that's you know short how short I. Am. Uh, yeah i mean that's fine everybody knows how i feel i didn't really get to talk on tuesday because you know not a hero but i was under the weather a little better now if you're a patriots fan and you watch this game from mac jones and this gets you like okay i part of if this gets you horny over mac jones Mm -hmm, throwing mm -hmm. for like barely 200 yards on what seemed like 2000 completions yeah like that really stinks Like Bill Belichick isn't the same guy he was even two years ago. It's a great Mm -hmm. defense. I'll give you that. There's no real running presence. Now, obviously, you'll be like, that's dumb because Damian Harris like ran all over the place last week and then a 26 yard bulldozing attempt this week. But like the offense is going to not be what you think it is that like. People got mad at Derek Carr last week for the way he played. It's how Mac Jones played today, but everybody's like, oh, my gosh, this is like the best rookie quarterback of this class. Mac Jones Mm. isn't going to cost them, but he's also not going to be that transcendent playmaker that they hope that he will be.
1: Yeah, he's done what they've asked him to do, but they've asked him to, like, hold the bag. They've asked him to, you know, he have be, to make the bag. yeah, fetch the water. You know he's he's not doing anything out there. He's just doing the most basic reps over and over again. And maybe maybe Belichick winds up his workload over time. But it all depends on whether or not Belichick actually has faith that he's going to be the franchise guy moving forwards. I know it's too early to tell, but you have to buy in and build a team around your quarterback. Otherwise, he's almost guaranteed to fail. Um, so it, it depends. I mean, this offense is mediocre at best. But when you have suffocating a defense like that you get the opportunities to put up points um yeah it's incredible um i mean you know there's bill belichick is uh, inarguably one of the best defensive in mind of this millennium so far um but i'm uh I'm, I'm not convinced that mac jones has it yet i'm also not convinced yet despite the evidence that um zach wilson doesn't have it yet i'm not going to say that i don't think that that, i think it's uh dishonest he's uh he's 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 currently experiencing sam donald syndrome sds it's um pretty tragic but essentially um you know what happens is you get swallowed up by the pats defense you get no help from your team um you're asked to do it all um You know, make the big throws downfield, go for all the marbles, win them this game. And uh, it's just unfair to a developing quarterback to put that on his shoulders. Build a game plan that supports him and lets him grow. And focus on coming back next season. Because that's what you're going for if you're the New York Jets right now. And that's what the Patriots should be doing too. But they spent too much money on free agents uh, to justify not trying to compete. These teams aren't going anywhere, but the Jets are going somewhere faster by middle. doing things the way they're doing them
2: i mean i didn't so i i actually i didn't turn that that game on until he threw the second pick it was either the second or the third one because honestly with just me being the awful human being that i am i just kind of wanted to, i wanted to see him implode just cuz cuz you know not a lot of people where do you, where do you where do you go to school at byu I didn't, you know, I'm not the biggest college football fan. Oh, Wilson?
1: Yeah, he was a B. Be right.
2: Yeah, yeah. so like you I know, mean, I'm not the biggest college football guy so, you know, I really haven't seen him play. I didn't watch him play last week. So, I was like, hey, you know, let me see what this kid has. Now, unfortunately for him, he has to go against one of the best defenses in the last, you know, 10 years. And um, you saw that they were just, you know, killing him. And obviously, some of those weren't his fault. Some of those were just going through receivers' hands. Some of those were just you know, tip drills, and a couple of those were just bad reads. And, you know, hopefully he'll get there at some point. I'm not going to sit and say that I don't have faith in him. Um, I don't really have a lot of faith in him, you know, going into the draft, and it's not necessarily his fault. It's just kind of, you know, the way he played in, in college combined with the situation that he ended up going to because, you know, the Jets are probably known as being one of the most dysfunctional teams in the league, you know, obviously was what they've had going on for the last couple of years. So, you know, I kind of just had that feeling that like this might not work out the way a lot of people think is going to work out. Hopefully it does when they, you know, obviously with them having, with them not projecting to be a really good team, they're going to have high draft positions. So they're able to bring in more elite players. And we've seen that the jets are, kind of, they're not a top, top market, but they are able to at least get some free agents in to make that team better, and they actually have now a respective coach in Robert Sala to mm-hmm. take them to the next level and just keep jumping up and up and up to mm-hmm. get to where, you know, they're contending, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's got to not to keep his, piling on the Jets. yeah, Not to keep piling on the Jets here, but uh I mean, they do have a lot of room for growth, and um the nice thing about having sort of almost a blank slate that you're working with means you can build it the way you want to build it. And Salah, if Salah, you know, Salah did some great work this offseason. he brought in some quality free agents. It's a shame we're not going to see Carl Lawson out there, but he's going to be huge for the Jets next year. Um, And Salah, you know, Salah clearly has an image for this team for the future. And I think that he's, he's going to give you as good a chance as any new head coach in the NFL to, to, you know, turn this team around. But, um, you know, you can understand why people, uh, you know, have their doubts, have their concerns, and are willing to pull the plug as quickly as possible because they've seen it too many times before. What makes Salah different? I mean, I think I just think that his, his discipline and uh, his ability to work with his players is already miles better than guys like Rex Ryan and Adam Gase never will be. I both. I know Todd Bowles did some good things with the defense. He just, he should, he should have stayed a defense coordinator. And I'm glad he is again. I mean, look what he's doing in Tampa Bay right now. It's insane. The guy, the guy knows his defenses. It just, you know, I don't think he knows much more than that. Now at least he doesn't have to.
0: While we're on the topic of football players getting us all horned up, Greg, the leg and Matt Prater with two of the, the best kicks you'll ever see Matt praters seem to have come from like the grand canyon to just totally flatten the minnesota vikings sending them to zero and two and greg Zerline, the comeback kick bringing in that sofi turf with fans ripping out charger fans hearts you know yet again so whoever wants to talk about either one of these games first go right on ahead
1: I mean, I could throw this out about the about the uh, the Cowboys. They didn't look like the team that was playing against uh, Tampa Bay last week. They didn't mm-hmm. look quite as good. I mean, they didn't look as bad either. Their running game existed, but Tony Pollard looks like a better running back than Zeke so far in what we've seen in the past year and a half. But um, I know that's a strong statement, but it's it's not entirely untrue. I mean, the dude's the, when he's out there, he looks like he contributes much more. I mean, that's just the eye test. I haven't taken a look at the stats yet, but that's, that's, how, that's how it feels. Um, Greg, the leg is an absolute legend. You're 100% correct. This is the kicker's corner after all, but it's, uh, it's, ty- it's time to pay some respect to these guys. I mean, that, that, guy, that he he was money from, what, 62 earlier in the game and then that game winner? You don't get better than that. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Other kickers are doing their team a disservice. I mean, take a look at Greg Joseph this week. Far from ideal. He uh he shanked that kick pretty badly for a game winner. But um yeah, it is what it is. I'm uh, I I mean I'm encouraged by Dallas on the whole, but they didn't look as good this week as they did against Tampa. So I'll
2: I will say this is um I said this in one of my group chats that uh, with, with some guys I, I went to school with, you know, if you don't know, obviously you guys know, but for the listeners, I'm a Washington football team fan. And, um, you know, I've just been raving about this defense this whole summer. And I said, imagine saying a couple months ago that Justin Herbert absolutely dotted the Washington so-called top five defense up, but Dallas kind of shut them down. Because mm-hmm. you saw that those times, you know, Herbert made a couple mistakes. One thing that I've seen a lot of people around the league say is that sometimes Herbert trusts his arm too, too much because we mm-hmm. all know he has, you know, a cannon and he thinks he can fit it into the those tight windows.
1: Yeah, the whole arm um, arrogance theory, right?
2: Yeah, and like, you know, obviously we've seen that like, get him, obviously it helps him out in many ways, but you know, it's also the whole pros and cons thing. It can get you in, in trouble in a lot of different ways. Um, and as far as Dallas, um, their defense is playing way better than I expected them to play, um, at least this past week. Um, Dak Prescott's still a, a dog. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of Dallas at this point. I didn't really have too much stock in them to begin with. I don't – I mean, they, they barely lost to Tampa, and they barely – I don't know whether to say they beat the Chargers or the Chargers lost this game. I don't know which one to put because they both really didn't play all that well.
1: Yeah. And it came down to that sort of the, the Chargers were right there with the chance to put it all away to win it. I mean, you know, Greg, the leg wouldn't have been able to kick four or five points and uh, they had that chance late and then they, they blew it. They got taken way back and then uh, had to settle. And it's, you know costly mistakes like that on you know
2: a lot of penalties penalties are the
1: penalties at exactly the wrong time they're they're gonna kill kill, they're gonna kill a drive you know the only people you can't plead with are the refs you know you can work on a defense you know you can uh draw up a game plan yeah but uh you know if you if you hold a dude and the ref says that's holding but that's holding and back you go you can't continue to shoot yourself in the foot like that if you intend to win games
2: and um, as far as the Minnesota Vikings, um, this team just has bad bad luck. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. They just they just can't like they always seem to beat beat themselves. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about them. And Arizona, I I still don't know what to make of them. I don't. They they crushed Tennessee last week. Who came? Who was able to come back and beat Seattle? Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. Colin Murray was just making plays, putting up hella fancy points I faced him. Pissed me off. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just two weird teams that I really don't know what to make of at this point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, any given Sunday. I mean, some of these teams are just, they look so unbelievably, unstoppably good. And then they look like absolute garbage. I mean, you know, they're they put up an unbelievable defensive performance one week and then the next week they, you know, someone puts up a 50 on them. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly they have a great run game and then they completely abandon the run game. It's it's such a mystery at this time of year. And we don't have enough evidence on these teams to really get a feel for who they are yet. I think that Kyle Murray has probably, you know, I mean, right now he's in the MVP conversation. I know it's early, but I'd like to have this conversation early. Um, he's playing like the kind of guy who would win the MVP, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily translate to team success. You put up the big numbers, but your team beats the Vikings by one because the Vikings missed a field goal. That's not you winning that game. That's them losing it. You're absolutely right. I think that uh, they need to figure out what their identity as a team is and uh, either stick to it or adjust it on game day as necessary. Because in if they don't, then they're going to continue to be a team that's flashy, that doesn't experience sustained success. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like Kyler Murray, I don't know. He's just getting it. Cliff Kingsbury, everybody was like, oh, this is the year, blah, blah, blah. Third year in the system for K1. He totally gets it now. Kind of seems like the world is unlocked for him. And something about that desert air. Athletes like playing in it. I mean, except for like the Diamondbacks and the Coyotes are going to dip. But I mean, hey. Speaking of dipping. Going on down to the team that used to play at Candlestick Park, San Francisco, Mm. beat up on – well, I mean, they didn't really beat up on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles kind of shot themselves in the foot. Jimmy Garoppolo kind of did the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, just did barely enough. Mm. And does this – I don't know. I feel like a lot of people were just trashing the Eagles because it's fun. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't play that well. Again, I think we just make fun of Jalen Hurts because it's fun. Uh, He didn't play the best today. So was this more of the 49ers doing what they're supposed to, or the Eagles just not playing the way that we thought that they could after week one?
1: You're going to hear this on my power rankings later on. I'm going to be talking about it when it comes out, probably on Tuesday. But um, this 49ers seem to play to the level of their opposition. I mean, they were destroying Detroit last week, and Detroit almost came back to win it. They barely squeak past the Eagles, who are definitely a subpar team. And you know that they've got um, they got the Packers next week um, for week three. And I have a weird feeling they're going to hang with them all game two, whether they win or lose. But mm-hmm. if you're a good team, you got to be a good team. I mean, you know, you can't adjust your game plan to play to the level of your opposition unless that's a, unless that's a step up. That's uh, you know, you're not going to you know, you don't get a six point lead and then hold it for. Three and a half quarters. You know, it's that's just not how you play successful American football. It's foolish. They're uh, they got a great, you know, they're supposed to have a great run game, but they can't run consistently. You know, they're supposed to have a franchise quarterback who can't throw all the time. They're supposed to have a, a nonstop, you know, this, this unstoppable defense is going to blow you up both on the defensive line and in what is usually a pretty good secondary. But right now, their front seven are doing all the work. They're back four mediocre. And uh, I'm, I'd, be, I'd be kind of shocked to see them still competing for this division as of uh, week 15, 16, because it's the Rams and the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the Niners. And, uh, you know, seven wins, one loss in the NFC West so far this season. And uh, Seattle, they don't look like the worst team in the division to me. I'm not sure if they are, but I feel like they might be better than San Francisco.
2: So I have a lot of stock in San Francisco because I've gone on record saying that this roster is better than the Super Bowl roster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of them getting out of their own way. I mean, they do have a lot of injuries. Like Raheem Mostert was out for the season. Um, Sherman, their other running back, his first carry, he got a concussion or he was in concussion protocol. And I'm pretty sure their other running back, Mitchell, at some point, he like hurt his knee or something like that. So it's just like a lot of injuries to, you know, certain, certain positions. I feel like they're going to get better because they just have too, too much talent and their coaching staff is too, you know, good to, you know, eventually be the worst team in this division. Again, if they stay healthy, I can see them or the Rams winning it. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's too early. It's almost, it's almost like you can't take too much stock in a team that's playing really, really, that's not playing bad but they're not playing to, to their full potential, and you can't really take too much stock in, in a team or a player that's playing way above their norm. You just got to – eventually it's, it's, it's going to balance out and the good teams are going to get good and the bad teams or players are going to end up, you know, regressing to what we, we know them to be.
1: So you're saying don't buy in on the Cardinals, don't buy out on the Niners, don't buy into the Panthers, don't buy out on the uh, Packers –
2: So, yeah, I was don't 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 sell your stock on the Packers. The Panthers, they're 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 not as bad as what the record last year showed. Um, I feel like they personally upgraded at at quarterback. So that's one thing that, you know, I feel like they have going for them second year in Matt Rule system. So I would buy into them. Um, I wouldn't buy into Arizona because once again, like I said, last, last time I was on here, you saw the NM collapsing later on in the season. Um, We just got to wait to see, can they keep up this success and this winning? Um And say, friend, yes, I would definitely buy into it, because like I said, way too much talent, way too much talent to be playing as bad as they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a good place to end it. Deontay's been known to be wrong, though, so maybe let's not take all our stock in the
2: You're a Jets, Knicks, and Mets fan. Your life is a joke.
0: That's what I tell myself before I cry myself to sleep.
2: I just spilled my my sunflower seeds. Uh I mean, that's okay. Retribution. That's God God telling me to be nice. (laughs) Uh
0: We'll be back on Tuesday talking about, you know, what's going on in the NFL after all the games have been played, after all the ice baths have melted, I'm just saying, if Ian Book gets in a game this year, I might not. Uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, SportsWave.net, Kicker's Corner, Yesen's Power Rankings, Garrett Caldre has got some pick'ems and whatnot. I, I, know like what he done. Like I know it's a pickum or something. Right. Yeah, he does. these um.
1: Yeah, he does. He does um. Pick some Picks and predictions like su- a summary of what to expect in the game. We also have Preston doing Preston's picks. You can uh, check it out on our store. You can pick the games each uh, every Monday, Tuesday. Pick the games for the next week, and you know you go uh go up against him, see if you can pick better than he can.
0: Yeah. So that's it. Uh, what Good does time. Deontay do? You ask. He just brings up his mildly lukewarm takes in the chat a year later. All right, we'll Matt
2: Ryan one. sucks. I-